0: It's back to school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's cringe. I'm cringing. You know, I think what's the most saddest thing is parents, Christian parents especially, celebrating that summer's over and their kids are going back to school. I know for me, like growing up, I remember my mom was always so sad when we would have to go back to school. Like she wanted to be with us all the time, and so I think seeing parents like thrilled that their kids are leaving the house is just heartbreaking. But that just ties into what we're talking about today
0: which is discipling the nation. I mean, that's the whole thing is, is disciple the nations. So many people spend so much energy, focus, time. We've got to go and take the institutions. We've got to lead the institutions. We've got to go and evangelize people. We've got to go get people saved. You know, and all this energy to try and disciple the nations, which is what God has called us to do, is go and disciple the nations, teach them to obey Jesus. When we then just send our children off to go and get discipled uh, into a total another religion yeah um and so you know one of the things that we see you know a lot of people like well you guys don't have kids so it's like no like but our heart is to change the culture our heart is to disciple this nation and so the easiest win like you know whenever you're doing the dave ramsey debt plan it's like oh i'm in debt a billion dollars and it's like you know dave will be like what's your smallest debt how does dave speak knock off the smallest one like what's the easiest thing to do start there And as Christians, the easiest thing to disciple is your own children. You are the number one authority in their lives. You control their time. You control what they see, what they hear, who they hang around. That is the the biggest discipleship bang for your buck (laughs) that you will ever have.
1: If you want to change your nation, it starts with your household. Mm -hmm. It starts within your own home. You can't expect to change the world without first starting with your... And,
0: and like, you even look at the qualifications of elders or pastors, whatever you want to call it, if your children are not in order, in other words, if your children are not discipled, you cannot disciple other people. You cannot be someone who goes and leads other people if your own household is out of order, if your own marriage is out of order. You know, so we just want to really encourage today this vision, a, a different way of looking at family. Family is not a burden, children are not a burden, marriage is not a burden, they're all blessings. Marriage is a blessing. Children are a blessing. The Bible says in Proverbs that your wife is a crown. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. A prudent wife is a husband's crown. A crown is a symbol of authority, of value. You know, So marriage is a blessing. Children are a blessing. The Bible says they are a reward. They are a gift from the Lord. They are arrows in the hands of a warrior. A, a warrior does things. A warrior takes ground. How do you take ground? Your children are weapons. And
1: that doesn't mean that you pawn them off to be lights when they themselves haven't yet been discipled. I think that's the common...
0: Well, think about even ourselves. You know, like, are we evangelizing in the workplace and discipling in our workplace? No. So how do you expect your child to do that? You know,
1: in the public school system where they are surrounded, unfortunately, by many other broken children from broken homes.
0: Yeah. You know, if we're not willing to stand up to our boss, as you saw, our whole nation, you know, 80%, I don't know what it was, let's just say 50% of Christians totally caved in to the mandates, caved in to whatever they want your conscience uh, to take. Most Christians are like, okay, how do you expect your children to stand up to someone who's 20 years older than them? How do you expect your children to stand up against peer pressure when all the people around them have come from broken homes or they're being fed Hollywood garbage all day? You know, like, oh, my child's going to go be a lights. Like, no, your child's going to go become what they see. They're going to go become who is around them. It says, he who walks with wise men is wise. He who walks with fools will become a fool. Like, what do you think sending your children into, you know, anyway.
1: Well, so we want to give a positive vision you, for the best case scenario for raising children and thankfully we know a lot of people who are doing it. Yeah. And I think we've been really talking about this a lot because as someone who who doesn't have children, it's we like to observe. So we're always thinking about these things and processing these things. every time
0: we see a good example, we're like, we like that, we'll do that. Every time we see a bad example, we're like, we don't like that, we will avoid that.
1: Our friends Jared and Jordan, they live in Carbondale and Jared is a pastor of a church there, and they were the first church we had been to where, it, I think it was our first Sunday there, they announced that, um, like, most of the family...
0: It was the last family of the church to bring their children out of public school had finally done it.
1: Yeah, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is announced like publicly, and like everyone was celebrating, and we were like, we've never been a part of this. Like, This is so cool. <laughs> and um, again, it, ca- it cast a positive vision for us. Like, This is a good thing for churches to disciple their members. Yeah. In giving them confidence. And I was talking to Jordan about it and she was saying how like they have a a co-op at their church. And so the moms who don't feel super confident about homeschooling their children, it's a great way for the moms to connect with other moms and encourage each other. And I think that's what holds up a lot of women from homeschooling is they've either seen someone else do it and haven't liked the way they've done it and think that that's the model for the only way to homeschool or they just literally have no confidence in their ability to do it. When we have churches that are encouraging moms in their roles of keepers of the home and in, in educating their children like, you can do this and we want to partner with you and help you this is what you were made for so we're gonna set up a thing through our church to where you can get together and be in community with this and not feel so alone my friend kate actually uh, kate santana on instagram she and her friend just created a co-op curriculum and we looked through We were
0: reading through it and i'm like I feel like I'm going to school for the first time. <laughs> like, it is so it's great. Good. You know, there's so many things that we never learned in public school because God is not the center of education. God is not the foundation of education. It's liberal humanism, you know. So we learn in school like, well, everyone's equal and anyone, anything, any, everyone's right and everyone's, you know. It's like, no, like, what does God say? What is God's purpose? In liberal humanism, the purpose of life is to seek happiness. It's to be happy. And it's like, no, that's not God's purpose for our life. You know, so just reading through a God-centered curriculum for the first time, you're like, no way! Like, I would love to have...
1: It stirred up so much hunger in us. We were like, mm-hmm. this is so fun. It would be so fun to do this with your children. And it's so practical too. Like, her whole model was starting with home, family, local community and breaking down what do those things mean? What do they mean to us? What do they mean Mm -hmm. to our family? And I think seeing that it builds up this excitement. So it's like how many other moms out there are so hungry for this, but they don't actually know there are tools and materials out there that can help them. I think a lot of times the the only options people feel is public school or private super
0: expansive private Christian
1: school. Mm -hmm. And most people can't afford to pay $10,000 a year to put their child in private Christian school. And on top of that, I don't really feel that that's solving the it's, problem. It's
0: a lot of private Christian schools are just slapping a Christian label on the liberal humanist system. You're still in an age grade with all these broken kids who are being pawned off. You know, So you're still becoming like all the kids. You can't control who your children are around Um, and same with the teachers like you don't know who the teachers are you don't know what they believe you don't know what they're teaching your children Um, and a lot of the time you know it's standards that are put in place by a secular education system you know eight to five it's like oh it's a babysitting service to get children out of the home so that the parents don't have to deal with them or so that the parents can go and be tax slaves for a corporation like that whole system is wrong so when we come back to a household view a household economy, a household institution. Education is a huge part of this. A lot of our uh, friends who have many children and homeschool them really well and like they're wholesome and like, wow, these people are amazing. You know, they're like elites compared to like all of us (laughs) plebs who went to public school. You know, they say their kids finish their schooling in like two to three hours a day. And after that they read, they play, they build, they pursue projects, they, what is their passion? That's what they do with their time and they work. They work in the house, they do chores, they work in part of the household economy, uh, they can work with mom or dad if, if that's a possibility. You know, it's a fuller experience of life when you have a household lifestyle, a household view of life where children are an integral part of the household. They're not meant to be outsourced because they get in the way of the household. We've gone really hard in past videos on the purpose uh, for ladies of marriage and children. You know, marriage and children is a God-given purpose. You you are the only one who can do that. Uh, you, to outsource it to other people uh, and go and pursue a career or, you know, whatever it is, we, we're just saying we have to evaluate what is your your time. You have to realize your time. There's so many people who send their, their children off to school to be outsourced to another person. They have to go work uh, for a corporation. And you miss the 15 years, let's say, again, you know, we talk about times you're going to miss the whole upbringing of your child. You're going to see them after school, then watch TV. They'll do homework and then, you know, do that for 15 years and they're gone. You know, and you see this so many times with people who have children who are rebelling or crying for attention or in destructive habits or in bad relationship circles as teenagers. And you're like, man, the mom's away at work and the the children have been off in public school.
1: And so often when we see this in real life, we're like, mom
0: you've got five years left
1: please quit your job (laughs) like you don't realize that time is running out as soon as your daughter is 18. 18 she's gonna be gone like nothing is more important than these years and even 13, 14, 15 is not too late yeah. for you to quit your job. Even
0: 17 is not too late. You <laughs> Come know?
1: home, yeah. bring your daughter out of the public school system, away from all of those things. I mean, we have seen this so many times. Yeah. And instead, it's like, oh no, like she's really struggling, complain, cry, and mm-hmm. then...
0: And make a story about how God will turn it all for good and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I mean, pray for that miracle. That's fine. What can you do? To be part, of, you know, you were the one who made the problem by not being present in their life, by not being their mother. You know, how can you now make right? You know, if you've got five years left of them being at home, if you've got one year left of them being at home, this is a priority, right? It's not, again, we said that whole thing of like mom guilt of moms having a baby and then going back to work and feeling bad. It's like, ding, ding, hello, that's God wiring you to say you're a mother, you're a mother, mother your child, you know, be at home for your child you disciple your child so many people are like oh stay-at-home moms are degrading and stay-at-home moms they could be a corporate boss babe they could be a rocket scientist they could be whatever they're and it's like are you saying that like being the number one influence in your child's life is not important you being able to shape the future shape the worldview shape the belief system shape the confidence of a next generation change the culture of a next generation is belittling and not important it's it's a lie it's the most important job on earth is raising the next generation, is raising the next culture.
1: And you can see that the people who have raised their kids like that, they have enjoyable families, Mm -hmm. they're enjoyable people to be around. There is fruit from those lives of parents who were very involved in their children's lives. So I think that's our whole thing. Mm It's like casting a vision for there's a better way. And unfortunately, normal Christianity really isn't... This isn't common, like homeschooling isn't mainstream. Mm -hmm. More and more people, praise God, 2020 like has made a lot of people pull their kids out of school Mm -hmm. and it's been so encouraging and really cool to see.
0: But here's the cultural, even in Christians, here's the cultural thing of why homeschooling is not normal. It takes a worker out of the workplace. So tax, the tax base goes down. It takes a tither out of the church place. So again, it's all about incentive, right? Who wants the the wife's valuable labor and energy more? A corporation and a church or your children? You know, that's the, the, the balance that you're, yeah. you're making.
1: And we've said this too with um, private schools and like churches encouraging private schools. My thought with that is always, who's the teacher then? Is it... A mom who has children that now is away from her children to teach all of these other children? Are you forcing a woman to now being a working mom? I mean I know in like Amish communities the school teachers are either the single young girls or it's the older women and I can see that. We were saying like what's amazing with uh churches who do co-ops is like the older women of the church coming in who've already done it and helping women. Mm-hmm. It's like those women yeah. have the time to come in and help these young moms and they like doing it. Yeah.
0: But it's also not the moms pawning off their children again. It's not the moms outsourcing mothering again. Yeah. It's, it's okay to have help. It's okay to have tutors. It's okay to have other people come in and bring skills and expertise. Like you don't have to be the expert, but you do have to be present.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good mm-hmm. and I think that's why I love the co-op model because it is all of the children together So they have friends, they're doing stuff together, but then the moms are all together in the community mm-hmm. as well
0: Yeah, you know, and there's like this trope of like, why, you know, this 1950s trope of children all riding their bicycles around the neighborhoods and stuff And like, why don't we see that anymore? Because no one's home. The parents are all off at work. The children are all off at school You know, there is no one back home
1: to watch the neighbor, to watch the neighbor
0: kids and even have kids in the neighborhood, you know? So again, it's a, it's to come back home, to come back local. uh, There's an incredible importance on being a, a mom who cares about her children, who cares about discipling the next generation. You are discipling the nation. You know, all these people who talk about great missionary exploits and great, pastoral exploits and you know we evangelizing the masses and evangelizing the lost and all this stuff the greatest discipleship opportunity is the next generation in your own family
1: yeah we actually struggled with that with reading several um missionary Mm -hmm. uh
0: biographies biographies,
1: like david livingston's testimony like
0: all
1: of their they always left their kids Mm -hmm. and they always went i mean david livingston trekked up through africa And all of his family was in England. They didn't really know their dad. And like, we're reading this. We read this in 2020 during the lockdown. And we were like, this is a a terrible story. Like, it it was really heartbreaking because we were really excited to read this. We were in Africa. So we're like, so pumped about reading his story. And God did do a lot of amazing things through him. But at the end of his life, we were like, his family was broken. Yeah. And it was pretty sad for us. Mm-hmm.
0: So praise God. Being a mom is one of the most valuable things you can ever do. Children are a blessing. Marriage is a blessing. Being able to be a part of God's great plan by being a mother, by being a husband, by being a father. It's one of the, the greatest ways of discipling the nation is having a wholesome family.
1: Yeah. You know? And I, I want to say, I, I don't want to be like, well, it's easy for you guys to say you don't have children that you're educating. It's like, we understand it's the why, yeah. like, That's what we're trying to remind you of. I think Mm -hmm. when you have a why for doing things, there's a motivation to endure even when things are hard. We're not saying that home education is easy or simple. Or that marriage
0: is easy or that I'm sure, you know, people with kids. It's like, sure, of course.
1: But there's a why and there's a blessing. And if we can renew our mind for why we are choosing this route, we feel like this is the most excellent way.
0: Yeah. Praise God. God bless you guys.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review. And if you want to follow along on YouTube, our channel is Scott and Kelly. And my Instagram page is Home with Kelly, Kelly with an I. Thanks so much, and we hope you have a blessed day.